Welcome to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Guyaloco, and we are officially in October now. And you know what that means. Spooky, scary time. Our favorite time of the year, and I'm, of course, joined here with Nickers Chicken. Good afternoon, people. So, we pretty much thought a good way to start off our Oktoberfest here is, of course, with a good rotten egg. Uh, I did have a couple of choices, but I decided to go with one that I knew that you had not seen, and I had seen bits of it, and now I've, can't, I think you know now what everybody's not been talking about with this, because now it's finally been getting big, and that's Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Charles Brady is new in town. You can actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. <laughs> the teachers all respect him. The teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly <laughs> charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. backstory that I already knew going in so this apparently is actually not even from an original property that he wrote he wrote this script as is <laughs> so it's not like you can't say it's better you know book form or something no this is exactly what he wrote <laughs> and uh, my first thought was what the fuck was he smoking <laughs> um so this, and as I said when we started watching, I was like, yeah, this takes place in a fictional place, Travis, Indiana. Of course. Right, right where we're, you know, known from. And, you know, with this and Stranger Things, I'm like, yeah. what, what are they trying to say about Indiana with horror? Because it's like this, Hoosiers breaking away, <laughs> that's about it. The real crossroads of America. Yeah, it is. Um, but to like actually try to nail down what this is about, uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew it was going to be messed up when he was carving the girl's name into his arm. Yeah. So it starts <laughs> off with Charles Brady carving a T into his arm, which, you know, definitely looked convincing. It, As he was looking at her picture in the yearbook, he was like, yeah. you know, 
didn't look like just a sploge was just like a ketchup. Yeah. I was like, where's Chris Farley when you need him? (laughs) Ketchup packet. Um, But also, so this has... Uh, this had a budget of fifteen million. Wow. Yeah, and the box office was thirty point five million. So, I would say it made like a slight-ish profit. I'm surprised. Because <laughs> uh, you always have to add more with advertisement, which I was just like, how much advertisement did this have? Um, but. Yeah, so we're given text at the very beginning because that's very, you know, Stephen King or author like to start out with an explanation about what sleepwalkers are. And I was like reading, I'm like, why does this sound like such bullshit? (laughs) They're like vampire mixed with cat. That's all I could get out of it. But then my questions kept mounting about. So they have powers. But there's no explanation of these powers. <laughs> um, but so obviously they're sh- so what they're known as is shape shifting energy vampires. Oh hell yeah! Um, so also known as werecats. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but so they moved to town that they recently fled California because it starts off in California where we see a great cameo from Mark Hamill as a sheriff yeah with a big porn stash I was going to say it's like a Tom Selleck stash or a Ron Jeremy stash and if you're just curious about what this will be it's in the first five minutes of what kind of humor also because they get to that house and they're inspecting and there's just rows of hanging dead cats oh man like well, uh, if you love cats, you might have a hard time with this. Someone just hung, someone dismembered completely. I was yeah. like, oh my god. And uh, even includes a cat jump scare. Yeah. Which, that scared them more than the dead body that then pops out. Still the one that screamed? Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! One of them mummified. Yeah. And they knew it was a girl because it had braces. And she had a flower in her hair. Yeah. Rosebud. <laughs> Um, but which now I'm like, adults get braces too now, so, um, but, so they moved, so they moved to Travis, Indiana of all places, and they're definitely in this, like, secluded household that all of a sudden you can tell just has cats surrounding it at some point. Like, they're just there, and my entire question throughout the film, because it grows, like the number of cats there. I'm like, so what's bringing them there? Also, we find out that they're very pivotal to this plot. I'm like, they're just standing there. <laughs> but then again, there are cats. Well, that, and then I didn't get the traps right away either. Like they they said set traps out there and they're trying to yeah kill them. Yeah, and I was like, what the heck. But you're just like, well, they obviously have something against cats, mm-hmm. but then it reveals why they have such a big thing of cats. Um, but good old Stephen King, it's just like, yeah, we have a mother and son. Oh, God. How can we make this more weird and awkward? Oh, let's have incest. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out in the beginning. I was like, oh, are, they, are they just role-playing, or is it just... 
is his actual mom, mother and son? I was like, well, yeah, because they kept calling each other mother and son throughout yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. it's just like, no, these are apparently just creatures that don't mind incest. <laughs> They're were cats. Yeah, but they do mention like that they've not seen another one, so they're probably like at the point of, well, we have to, because there's no other ones. <laughs> like, well, okay, but still, it doesn't make this less weird. <laughs> um, but also a weird thing that did not get explained is apparently every time they decided to go upstairs and have sex, there was just purple lighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> purple ambiance and normal. Like, what the hell? It's like, huh, is that after Charles says, yep, done? <laughs> or, um, but, so we get the idea that he is definitely interested in this girl named Tanya, but then weirdly his mom is also, like, very, like, <laughs> so are you moving things along and stuff? Is she nice mm -hmm. and things like this? And we're just like, why is this so important to you? And then she later on mentions that she's very hungry, starving, and I'm just and you're just like, what is she getting at here? <laughs> well, as the description is, they apparently take energy from people, and I guess the more nice and pure you are, the better your soul is. That's all I'm getting from this. <laughs> and I guess the purer the soul, the better it is for you. Uh, and she also kept on talking about it, like, is she still, like, attractive and things? So I'm guessing it also probably keeps you young. That's what I was saying, because it was they're sucking the life force out of somebody. So I would think that the younger and more pure they are, the got to think that the younger and more pure it keeps you. I don't know, yeah. something like that. Um, but, like, this also just is, I mean, Mark Hamill was just the first cameo. Yeah, that was a lot. And... But some of them were not even necessarily just cameos. They actually did have a role, like Ron Perlman, yeah. before Hellboy. Which, he looked young as hell. Yeah. And seeing him with that pistol, I just kept on going, you need a bigger gun. I know, man. <laughs> but it, it seems like it doesn't matter what role he is, he is still Ron Perlman. He's like, get out of here, get out of here. And so I guess I took it he was a state trooper. Because... It seemed like the other sheriff was, like, taking his orders almost. Yeah. But he also, though, knew him well, apparently. Because, boy, he uh, makes a sexual comment. And he's just like, no, not again. <laughs> there was a lot of sexual in you and those. Yeah. Right. I was like, whoa. Um, and, I mean, that's Stephen King also. It's True. like, yeah, let's just have incest and sexual innuendos. <laughs> God, I don't know how I feel about that. Because uh, there's, there's a part involving Tanya and her two friends, the only friends we really see in this, and which I was like, yeah, those definitely look like high school kids. They don't look like in their late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, one, that one chick that she knows, oh, she was just all like, I want to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> she was not hiding that. <laughs> Uh, and I guess that they were just implying that, you know, Tanya was like the more reserved one, even though she, I don't want to try to say this, but she was given like the eyes of, I want to mount him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, please. Well, is, is that and the, the thing she was doing with her 
like biting her tongue. Or not, yeah. not her lips and her yeah. tongue. She was like, you know, I do all that stuff. So. And it was like even at the first time that they really even talked in the movie theater, which in- introduces her dancing at her job, <laughs> which I was like, well, I guess the manager's gone. <laughs> it didn't even look like she was doing anything because that's the, the camera kept panning onto the floor. It looked like it was getting dirtier. Yeah. So. And I also, though, got distracted by the neon slush sign. Yeah. It was very prominent. <laughs> And, and the popcorn sitting on the machine. On top randomly, of the machine, yeah. Randomly. Like it looked like it was placed there on purpose. Yeah. Which I was just like. And it yeah. came into play a little later. Yeah. <laughs> on the head. <laughs> um, but also, just a couple other cameos in here. Of course, Stephen King makes a cameo, which he started to do a whole thing with his adaptations and appearing more in the TV specials. Um, I was really surprised to see Clive Barker. Yeah, Clive Barker was also in it. John Landis was in there. Uh, Joe Dante was there at the end, the, yeah. the shorter one. Yeah. And uh, Toby, the, Toby Hooper was the other one. What was the guy from Beetlejuice's name? The bigger guy, the teacher? Oh, what was his character's name in this? Yeah. Uh, Phallus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Professor Phallus. Because I was like, oh, he's from Beetlejuice. Yeah, which... I think he has probably the funniest part in the whole thing yeah, when he gets arguably, his hand ripped off. Arguably. Because <laughs> that's like another thing that people were talking about with this. Is like the There's sections on this where it's like kind of standard. Like you're kind of like, okay, well, the story's moving along. It's kind of slowish. That first 15 minutes or so, it takes its sweet time. <laughs> and then when he pulls him over to blackmail <laughs> Brady... <laughs> Comes the end. Yeah, I gotta say, I was not expecting the ripping off of the hand and then him handing it back to him. He's like, oh my god. Well, he even said, yeah, you should keep your hands to yourself. Here's yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing is that this had like sexual innuendo writing and then like either pun or jokes yeah, writing. A lot. And at the part when, uh, so when they decide to go on their first official date, which is to a graveyard, which, you know, how very Midwest of them, because <laughs> what else is there? What were they there to do? Uh, well, apparently they were to do grave rubbings, and he, because he, apparently Tanya's mom also did it, and he's like, your mom's going to want to know rubbings took place here. <laughs> and then, of course, she says, so do I. <laughs> Again, not, not hiding that at all. <laughs> she was like... You gotta rub it hard or something. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, but that is where then he uh, finally reveals who, what he really is, which now I'm gonna call. If Heath Ledger was not the Joker, I think he would have been a very good Joker, because <laughs> he his smile just gets all demonic looking, and then that's actually where the funny like even slasher puns kind of come in, like. When he then attacks the cop, stabbing a pencil in his <laughs> in ear. his ear. Yeah. When he falls to the ground, what, what does he say? Cop kebab. <laughs> and I thought when he fell, it looked like to me that it actually it, went in further. It did. And he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Some somehow that didn't kill him. Yeah. Because then he gets a shot off on his back, which then he's like, oh. <laughs> and then Charles walks over and shoots him, and he goes out. Very gracefully. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we do find out that the biggest hero in this is definitely Clovis the Cat. (laughs) Hero Clovis. 
because as we then realize their weakness is cats which then kind of goes with like that whole so why are there so many outside their house but they do nothing <laughs> which just makes me go well cats are sometimes huge dicks yeah. so <laughs> other than Clovis apparently and towards the end the other ones then decide to do something but uh, other than that we just started treated to a bunch of like melodrama stuff but then just weirdness that pops in there mostly involving his mom and then kind of their powers because they show that if they concentrate hard enough they can quote dim themselves you know what that reminded me a lot of bringing up another movie that kind of does that the uh, the x-men's jet because Mm -hmm. they can make it disappear and then themselves too so it kind of put me in mind of that for some reason immediately so i mean i thought of wonder woman's jet that's true (laughs) but also then all of a sudden they can change the shape of the car or just every time it disappears, maybe change it to something else. It was well, be- because it did change back yeah. when he was at the graveyard, and I guess he was like further, furthest away enough where it's like the power didn't work. I was gonna ask initially, like, how did he afford that blue trans? Yeah. And then it automatically changes to a red Mustang, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> but apparently, the Trans Am was the actual vehicle, yeah, the base so vehicle. I, but I feel like they stole that. <laughs> I mean, they did just come from California, so yeah. there probably was some out there. Because um, I was just like looking at that the entire time going, because it kept on jumping in because that roof thing. I was like, so please tell me that has a roof closer, because if you're from the Midwest, the weather is going to change. I kind of want to talk about also the, the chase scene. Uh huh. I don't think that cop car could have kept up with that Trans Am. Um... Probably not. <laughs> to be honest, I was just there like, yeah, it's a little... I mean, I was more just entertained by the fact that he almost, one, decided to run over some kids that were in front of the bus. <laughs> then he turns around and runs right past him. Yeah. And yeah. then they uh, get behind a hay <laughs> ride. <laughs> he goes around, and the co- when the cop starts going I around, knew. semi-truck I right knew. there. Yeah. And he just jumps at the camera going, oh, shit. <laughs> And he barely misses this thing, like, by a centimeter. He's like, Shrew. Yeah. So. And meanwhile, Clovis is like, <laughs> Clovis saved him. Yeah. Um, which also started the first bad good effect when he sees Clovis for the first time, uh, Charles, because then his face does this weird animation morph. And the cop even sees it, apparently, and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing right before. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Which clearly, because it's there's only one reaction to that. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, geez, and uh, one of the some of the stuff most to talk about are just the craziest shit. Because a lot of the benign, boring stuff is just like, yeah, can we get back to the craziness? Um, like the fact that uh, let's see, a cop gets killed by an ear of corn. Which I was like, how? Because <laughs> that's a very dull and pretty breakable thing. And if it's going to take that <laughs> amount of force. <laughs> you have to like go back this far and just like jam it. It had to be like a sharp end to it or something. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I couldn't quite 
can't quite place it exactly, but you recognize the guy that played her dad, right? Yeah. Isn't he from Ferris Bueller? Yes, he is. Yeah. Was he Ferris's dad? Yes, he was. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so so what a graduation from I did that immediately. I was like, oh, it's freaking Ferris Bueller's dad. Um, I mean, he's not really... He seems like a very nice and supportive dad and things like that. Uh, he just has a very wacky way that he dies. Gets hit in the head with a vase. And then he stumbles, but then it looks like he purposely like falls it into It reminds me of Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh. Rick, Ric Flair mixed with Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah. He looked for the table. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and then... Uh, Although apparently her mom actually didn't die, she just got thrown through a window very badly. I feel like I recognized her from something. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many just random faces, and they're yeah, just like, yeah, I think I've seen her before, and you know him before, and it's just like, so how did you get these people? Because uh, number one, I already knew that Stephen King was gonna be in here because it's his property, but it's just like. So why do you have to bring in all these other horror like experts? Is it to be basically be like, so this is what you do and this is what you don't do? <laughs> Which uh, I'm going to just say, based on what we've seen, they probably just went no, 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 <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah, they didn't take our advice, did they? But I mean, look, we've also made some goofy things too. I mean, Gremlins and American Werewolf in London. You find out something interesting? Wait a minute. Did she play... Mm-hmm. She played Ferris's mom. Oh. <laughs> wow. There you go. Whoa, my mind is blown right now. I knew I recognized her face. So, apparently, once, like, Ferris, like, kind of went away, I guess they decided <laughs> to move to Indiana, <laughs> start up a new life. Wow. That's cool. Or, you know, maybe he was just still in Chicago, and they just were like, yeah, we uh, know what you've done. We're going to go live in the country-ish side. Oh, my gosh. So, it's probably like, huh, I kind of wish I was with Ferris now. <laughs> God. Although, cool. although now there's a weird connection there because apparently no matter where they go, apparently there's a uh, <laughs> sexually harassing teacher. <laughs> yeah. Which I know that he wasn't in Ferris Bueller, but now what we know of the actor, yeah. <laughs> uh, but wow, I don't think I've ever seen them before. What? Like, like the this, parents of one yeah. movie being the parents of another movie? Just transition? I've never seen that. I mean, maybe that was how they got both of them, because they're like, we'll do this, but he needs to be my partner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so... What did you think of the design of the werecats? Yeah, that was confusing. very... Confusing... I mean, they kind of wanted to go with creepy also with, like, a skinless cat, maybe. But it also just looked kind of disgusting and sweaty. <laughs> I mean, I I was just like, this just looks so cheap. That's why I found it hilarious. For some reason, I was thinking, like, the face reminded me a little bit of, like, a rat. Mm. Like a skinless rat. Maybe. I don't know why. It's I weird. mean... 
Because that would be like an explanation of why the cats, though, were their enemies. Yeah, I guess. But they are specifically were cats, so it's still like, why again? Because <laughs> that's easily like the biggest downside after you know watch this is just like none of that was answered. And it's not like a sequel is in the works. I don't think anytime soon. Because <laughs> this definitely came out in the late nineties. <laughs> Um, but uh, overall your initial thoughts how you felt about it because um, I think it's a hilarious fun yeah, time I, I surprisingly had a pretty good time with this um, other than seeing half the movie them breaking cats necks and hanging yeah. cats and all that kind of bothered me but I knew I mean from the right from the beginning when they were hanging from that house, and we were kind of in for that, so I was like, oh, jeez, yeah. so I was going to grin and bear it, well, but it was, yeah, surprisingly I, entertaining. I, I say, though, it kind of gives you both spectrums as a cat lover, because you're like, oh, my God, yeah. but then they are the ones that kill the big baddie, yeah. so, um, and here's just a couple other statistics I found out, so you want to know what it has at Ron Tomatoes? 33. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, if somebody sees it as bad, I can't argue it. <laughs> There's a lot of bad things in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. There was a proposed sequel. Was it in, right after? No. In 2020. Oh, that would have been a hell of a year for it to come out. Um, <laughs> the down year that was. Let's see. Uh, it was at a Q&A with, let's see, Joe Rus Russo. That cannot be the same. It is one of the Russo brothers <laughs> proposed a sequel of this. Hmm. Um, let's see. But King, but King was very excited that Tabby came up with this. <laughs> what was this? There's a sequel that nobody at the studio gave a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um... And there's also then been talks about a potential reboot. Which, yeah, of course there has been. And I'm going to say this right now, please don't. Because <laughs> you're going to ruin so much of this charm. It's also going to be probably just a bunch of CGI. Yeah, probably. Which, there was only kind of one CGI effect there that did not look good, which was at the end with her, with the mom on fire there. Oh, yeah. That, that did not look good. Mm -hmm. That was like the... CGI fire we see now. Um, but please don't touch this. This is like a cherished Stephen King now for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like probably it would make my top 10 because of how entertaining it is. It's not good. <laughs> when the subject matter, too, you know what I mean? It's yeah. We're all cat lovers. And the odd way of it treating cats in this. But. Yeah. But, but I mean, it. I don't also know how accurate it was, but then it started off with like those Egyptian things like, yep, we worship cats. And then it slowly turned into like cat mutation or crossbreeding. Oh, when it showed the half and half. <laughs> yeah, or like the lady that had like the head, but then the rest was a jaguar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and how much did they pay for that painting? Yeah. Well, and so weird underlying of incest bestiality <laughs> there's just 
so much weird sexual things in this. And then mixed with cat violence, weird powers, and just characters that you're just like, what? Um, <laughs> all, but we also mentioned that at that end, at like the climax ending, like the jokes just kept going with the physical comedy, like the sheriff gets thrown and of course his land hit his hand hits on one of the traps well, to yeah, close so perfectly like Ugh. Ah! but then somehow he got that off to like and use it, it fling it and it hit perfectly on her yeah, head I was like, okay that was a good shot yeah. <laughs> and then she like picks him up and throws him on like the wooded fence i was like well okay yeah um, he did and as a I guess the only two people that survived, if you don't count the rest of the cats, were Clovis and Tanya. Classic final girl, and I guess her pet. Although her mom technically did not die. So, And also, speaking of weird powers, what did she have with the pistol? Because for some reason she could fire that pistol perfectly and destroy the cars <laughs> well, <laughs> with one shot. I thought she initially just shot the gas tanks, but it would have been hard to do that in the angle she shot them in because I think she was in front of one of them, so she had yeah. to kind of curve it like in one day. They could just curve a bullet yeah. out of nowhere. So I was like, uh, yeah, it must have been a super gun. Yeah. Like her powers then like just went to the gun mm-hmm. and just like it turned into what you called the cricket from Men in yeah, Black. Yeah, Black. That's what I initially thought. Um also, I love the way that Ron Perlman goes out. She bites off his fingers and then breaks his elbow out of the socket, out of the skin, and then hits him in the head. I actually thought it might have been cooler, actually. It was the, his bone sticking out and he would just stick it right in his eye. That's what I thought initially. but That could that have would, been a proposed thing. That would have been demented. Yeah, because there's not enough to mention things in here. <laughs> I just figured I mean, thought of that. It, was... Also, though, if you wanted to keep with the theme... Break the elbow and it goes into his ear. <laughs> like the pencil. Um, yeah. This is just a... I would say it's a solid, great comedy time. There are just moments when it kind of slows down. But when that insanity picks up, especially towards the end, because I'm just like, no, stick with it. Just go with this. That's when it really blows up and is fun as hell so yes yeah, movie had me feeling i mean a lot of different ways at different points i was just like man do i, do I actually like this and it, it's really entertaining then the park comes over the cat i'm like god that that really hurt but yeah it was a roller coaster especially the instant cat death yeah breaking in half like, oh, or like the weird part where the cop shoots a shotgun and goes through her and kills a cat oh, that's behind her <laughs> and then he sees that and just goes Oh, uh, shit. He just drops that <laughs> yeah, shotgun. Yeah, just drops it. So you're like, is he out of bullets? I'm like, you no. <laughs> well, but it's better than the cop that had the worst shot ever. Oh. Just like Fire shooting pot. around her. And he hit the face, I guess, twice. <laughs> yeah, that looked like the same one, too. And then when he like ran out of bullets, he's like... He's <laughs> 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 like, so... Did it just become hard to squeeze or something? Yeah. <laughs> or was he just that scared? Or did she get it out of his hands? Maybe. She's like... Yeah, no, yeah she used, <laughs> She made the trigger harder to pull. 
Oh, yeah, you're going to try to shoot around me. No, you're going to not be able to fire now. Well, throughout it, I mean, they started having more powers, and you're like, how'd they do that? But they just automatically had that power. So it's like, oh, you never know. She could have some kind of telekinesis or something. Well, she clearly definitely did because she turned on the record player. That's later. true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's another factor to think about. And again, it's like, you know, maybe if Stephen King actually wrote a book about this, it would have gone into explanation. Mm-hmm. But nope. <laughs> because he just wrote this script. And he's just like, uh, I have this idea for cat people. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but there's already a film called Cat People. I know. They're cat aliens or vampires. And they're like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. And don't worry, I'll get my friends to help us out. And they're like, they didn't take our advice. <laughs> I am kind of curious, though, what those directors then did after they were actually in this movie. Because mm. I'm pretty sure Hellraiser had come out before yes. that. Because I was like 87. Was 80, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, this this is just a fun time. I was surprised. Yeah. Very uh, if so, if I were to ask you to give a rating for this, <laughs> gosh, do you need two scales, one of quality and one of entertainment, or can you just do one? <laughs> I think I'm gonna mix the two, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of kind of come out with an average. So for quality, I'd probably go with B plus. <laughs> entertainment, though. I'm going to go B+, plus, so I'm going to be right in the middle and say C+. Ah, uh, that's what the audience score was. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Uh, I can't go C because of how much I laugh at this yeah. and have such a good time. Mm-hmm. As, as just a bad, fun movie, it's definitely an A- minus for me. <laughs> it's fine. And, and if you tell me quality, I'm actually going to go C+, plus mm. because I actually like some of the practical effects in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just they lose it with that terrible CGI towards the end. Um, but yeah, this if if you have not seen this, I definitely encourage you to see it, especially if you like bad movies that are so bad they're good. And if you just like cats in general. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time with the cat deaths, <laughs> but they'll make up for it at the end. Um, so yeah, uh it's kind of all I can really say about this because it's just a whole bunch of weird mixed with average and then crazy. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. And just, is it better that things didn't get to explain or not? Uh, that, oddly enough, might be the best Rotten Egg so far that I've seen. <laughs> but I don't think you've seen, I don't think you've seen Vampire's Kiss though. No, I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, Naaman and I, that was the very first one, and that's yeah. that's a very good time. And that's why he included it on his best of Nicolas Cage, <laughs> which I was just like, yeah, he's amazing in it, but not the whole movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I can see how that would be your favorite so far, especially of, been, of the last few. There's been a long line there that I was really struggling with. So yeah, this is, after... Jack and Jill, Garbage Pail Kids. This was a nice, pleasant surprise. Yeah. I really wanted this one to be a more entertaining and enjoyable bad one. I can see why this is kind of coming back around for people. 
Yeah, because they're just like, what, you don't understand the genius of this? <laughs> this is genius comedy. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll bet that that is not what Stephen King intended, because he has a lot of adaptations that are not what he intended, but either are very good or not good at all. The things that I've been holding off are the miniseries, because those are also really long. Like, Tommyknockers is three hours long, and his version of The Shining is also three hours long. So... But I know I'll visit those at some point, because I've also now been reading The Shining, and I'm understanding a few things also, which that'll be later on at some point also. Um, you, like, looking up anything specific? I was looking up seeing how much Sleepwalkers was on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah, I got that for, like, five bucks. Because... <laughs> <clears throat> Now you know what? I want, like, a boutique label to pick this up and restore this to 4K. It's now up to 15. See? It is getting that following. It says there's only 10 left in stock. Mm-hmm. Well, probably around this time, that's probably when they're selling. Uh, here in October. Um, so, yeah, uh, guys, I think that's all we got for this. Uh, just, as we've been saying, this was just a fun time, so... Uh, if that's what you want, highly recommend Sleepwalkers from me. So, uh, until next time, any last words, Nick? No. Stay safe, people. Don't be stupid. <clears throat> I mean, that's really my advice. Well, that's not, not people, true. <laughs> not that people are going to be listening to that, but... Yeah, today's society. It's also your favorite time of the year. It is. I love October. I won't fall in general, but October is my favorite month. And we got a big one coming up. Oh, for fuck's sake. Got Halloween ends coming up. We know you're all looking forward to that. Yeah. Which we will definitely have something for that. And then a special edition after that. Which I can't wait for that to happen. Because <laughs> I put some work into that too. Um, and Mr. Uh, Crow Russell better he be here next, be week next week. Because that Michael is his boy. Yeah. And he can explain some things that, you know, I'm not familiar with, I guess, but I just, coming off that last one, I just... Halloween Kills, yeah, it was have, not good. I have no expectations for this. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. High or low, I just have none. You'll, you'll actually probably leave going, well, I had no expectations, so not too bad. <laughs> I just hope it ends. That's literally <laughs> what it's called. It's ended five times. Because, <laughs> as I stated before, this is a franchise known as Pick Your Story. Or, you know, your, how you want to go along. Because they stopped it, they rebooted it, they've said the other ones don't happen. It's the most confusing franchise as far as continuity in the horror. But, who knows... We'll also probably have something for uh, your other big boy coming up at some point. So I can't guarantee which one it'll be, yeah. but I know we'll probably still cover something involving. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, guys, this has been another fun time, another fun 
actual fun rotten egg this yeah, time. I guess that I'm literally pleasantly surprised. Because thank you, Damon. You about killed us with your last two picks. Oh, God. Jack and Jill and Garbage Pail. Those have become too infamous. Now I cannot stand. The top dead horse. Bobo, there's no doubt. Yeah. Along with 365 Days, they're probably in my top five. I still have not seen that. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to watch the sequels. Because they... It came out this year, so I need to see if they're competition for worst. Oh, my gosh. I could have a twofer for number one. Wait, is there multiple sequels? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's three books. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. The second one came out earlier this year, and then the next one came out in August. Which I was very upset with on multiple reasons. (laughs) Damn um, yep, I have not partaken in that. I don't know if I ever will. I'm not going to force you to, but gosh, there's only one way to understand. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it? Uh, first one is almost two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is going to be two hours of torture. <laughs> um, but other than that, Sleepwalkers. Pretty entertaining and amazing film, if I do say so myself. It's definitely going in the uh, bad but good horror list that I have. Yeah, it's which, pretty good. But you know, there's no shortage of that. No, there's a lot. Yeah. There's so much bad good. Yeah. Horror it's, out there. Not even why it's horror is my favorite genre of movie. It just there's just so much. Yeah. That's why it crept up so high for me too. Other than the fact that there's actually good quality ones too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Next time we'll we'll have our Halloween ends review and discussion because we will definitely go into spoilers at some point because mm-hmm. we're gonna get out all our thoughts on that. And the house, the person that hopefully is here next week needs to be the person that takes the first reins on it because well he's it's, been, it's, it's his baby. It well technically it's John Carpenter's baby. I know, but sometimes I feel like Russell is John Carpenter. So, when did he start looking like 80? <clears throat> I meant like his soul. <laughs> I mean, I would want him here just to explain how the other ones are good. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I want to hear exactly what he has to say about how in the world he thought Halloween Kills was good. Or just any of those other sequels. That's true. I especially can't wait for one specific one. <laughs> but that'll be next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, cannot wait for that. Uh, but till then, guys, enjoy October and enjoy some scary movies. <laughs>